Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. <laughs> it's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm Boar. And this episode, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're just going to kick mean back... Ant-Man and the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Protestant. That's I, right. I learned that today. <laughs> did you today? Someone texted Gee, where, it where to where me. Did, where did you learn that? During the movie. <laughs> where, who did that? I don't... Some random Yahoo. Who is this Yahoo. Yahoo. I want to know no, so it was, I can it was congratulate on them. A borderline defunct search engine? It was on Yahoo. That's where I found it. Oh, okay. So you're calling me Yahoo now. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's an insult. They're they're really just awful at everything, unfortunately. But hey, we're going to talk about, about that film. First, we're going to talk about it very, very briefly, free of spoilers, and then we're just going to dive in and have a good old time. If you don't give a fuck about what happens in the film, ah, great. Super duper. When, and of course, we're gonna we're gonna resurrect one of our favorite segments here on Nerdy Show, which is Brandon takes notes during uh, <laughs> while watching a film. Oh yeah, uh, in the in the darkness and attempts to, we attempt to discern what exactly he was talking about. Well, here's the thing: you like for some reason you gave me a pen. Uh huh. I don't know why, and I just had a bunch of napkins on my lap, and that's all I had. So I just wrote shit on. I don't why know. didn't you bring your notebook? Because I was you just know like, that that's standard issue for you to see a movie. This is a summer flick. When you when you go to see a <laughs> summer movie, you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna relax. Watch Brandon Summer Flicks. Yeah. If I if I go see a movie that I think is gonna be terrible, going into it or batshit crazy, why then do you I, think this was gonna be terrible? I didn't. I just. I that's why. I just. That's a Brandon hot take. I said if if I go in and think that a movie's going to be terrible, I'll bring like a notepad to take notes on how terrible. Oh, it is. okay. So the notebook is standard issue for bad movies or potentially bad movies. Yes, and it's right. Based the, off the notebook the movie, is a bad movie. The notebook. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I cried during it. But this it's all still makes a bad more movie. sense now. <laughs> but hey, before we talk Brandon about Brandon uh, Summer Flicks. Ow! Before we talk about <laughs> the new <laughs> DJ show, Ant Man and the Wasp in the morning. <laughs> Whoa, <not laughs> seven Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> You're listening to WASP, the Wasp. Ant Man in the Wasp. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> but before before we, we talk about that, I had a problem where midway in the movie I had to pee during like the second act. Luckily and, you had those napkins. And this dude <laughs> this dude, I was in the bathroom and this dude just just peed and peed and he wasn't doing a normal pee. He was like Ugh. Like, you know, when, like, you, th- I don't, I guess, he, I guess he knew I was there, but he's like, oh, while he was peeing, he's finally done. He leaves the bathroom. I was like, you didn't fucking wash your hands. And I follow that fucker and he goes right back into our movie theater, opens the door with his fucking dick hand. And I just, I had to go in the other door. And when I touched the other door, I realized every door handle's got a dick hand on it. Every door handle. All door handles the door in the world. handles in your house are covered probably in dick hands. Well, Brandon, I can assure you... And vagina hands. <laughs> and vagina hands. I can assure you that the uh, the dicks and vaginas in question are immaculate. I probably have herpes on my hands from all the dick handles that I've been grabbing. 
Well, unintentionally. Then you wash your hands. I'm Otherwise, just saying. Don't commu- don't make this a communicable situation. It's here. a if cruel you're- world. You can't even go to the movies without touching someone's dick by proxy, and I hate it. <laughs> now let's talk about the movie. Have you ever shook someone's <laughs> hand, Brandon? Yeah, I, I got some sour news for you. There's a reason <laughs> when you when you meet someone and they don't purposely shake your hand because they don't know you. It's not because they're rude or socially awkward it's because you probably have dick on your hand or they're polite and their hands covered in dick and they don't want to infest you wouldn't it be a lot cleaner if you just touch dicks because you know hands you know are usually dirty hands are dirtier than dicks i don't know where those dicks have been because i'd be weirded out if somebody put my hand in their mouth so the the reverse guy is not uh (laughs) not as weird I mean, it is. Well, you never been shamooed? <laughs> no. No, really? I don't even know oh. what that is. That's where Ooh. someone pets your tongue. You, oh, like, that, that's gross. If you yawn and we had a friend. Shamu doesn't mind, as no. far as we know. If you but yawn, I've never seen blackfish. If you yawn in front of someone and uh-huh. then like they see yeah. it, they can go up real quick and just shove a finger on your tongue. You just like touch Boom. your tongue while that's you're gross. yawning. That's gross. You've been shamooed, yeah. dog. We had a friend who used to do that. He probably had dick hands. <laughs> Brandon, I if assure... If you're listening to this, Nick... I assure you, he had dick you hands. Have a case of dick hands and butt finger. <laughs> dick hands and butt finger on now, Ant-Man I, in I the just, walls. My <laughs> argument is that you would have a higher chance of getting a disease that way than you would if somebody teabagged you. No, yeah, balls... Balls seem a little cleaner. Like, they probably <laughs> smell like an armpit. So why do you have a problem with this dick hand guy? Well, because dicks are grosser. Because you're touching, <laughs> like, you're rubbing up on it, you're touching the head, and your hand's probably covered in Maybe urine, he didn't pee on his hand. Semen. Maybe he was masturbating, because that's what it sounded like. <laughs> and now I've got, there's jizz on a horn, on the handle at the Regal Cinema in Winter Park. There's jizz on all the all right. handles. We need to get some black lights and, and put this to rest. No, you don't want to get black lights. You <laughs> never want to go anywhere. That would be amazing. It would be like not unlike descending into the microverse. If we were to actually blacklight a theater there, I would love to do that. They would never let you. Because they would they ha- know. They wouldn't have to know. But you can put a, a, a UV light on your keychain these days. Employees probably masturbate in those theaters on their break. They don't want you to know. I want to know. Well, that's gross. <laughs> this is, there's a reason why people don't want to leave. But their Brandon, tell, tell me the cinema power. secrets. No, sometimes ignorance is power. Sometimes <laughs> ignorance gives you just enough energy to get up in the morning and not know that bad things are happening constantly. <laughs> I wish for the day that I could be ignorant. Maybe a lobotomy will help. Yeah, we'll just uh, stir a little electric wand around your frontal frontal lobe. Or a nice pick through my eyeball. I hear that works. <laughs> Good, yeah. Good technique. So what are we talking about? A movie? Um, yeah, we're talking about Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Everyone dies. Spoilers. Cool. All right, moving on. Uh, this, this I, I, I liked the first Ant-Man movie. Okay, it was pretty good. I'd say this one is there have been similar. Better. I would say scope. this is, is exactly as good, if not maybe even a little better, but perhaps little. less genuinely funny. It's a very chuckle-worthy film. Most of the jokes don't land in a <laughs> kind of way. They're just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Before we talk more about the movie, um, did, Bor, do you want to just read these random notes on a napkin? So now, it, how spoiler-filled are these n- napkin notes? Because do, uh, <laughs> do we need to save it for after the cut? Uh, yeah, good, that's a good question. No, I, I mean, I here's the thing. You read them. If you think they're spoiler-filled, cut it. But I think you should read them now. I don't think they're spoiler-filled. I also have a question. When was the last time we did this? Was it was it the last plan of the Apes film? Was that the last time we did this? Well, I remember doing it for King Kong as well. Yeah, Kong. Oh, right. Well, which one was first? No, Plan of the Apes was after that. Much after, right? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't around for Kong. I think so, yeah. Exactly. I don't so. do this that much. I usually do it for monkey movies because I fucking <laughs> hate, I hate monkeys. But we missed the Rampage, so here we are at Ant-Man and the Wasp. I, mean, I don't want to see Rampage. Too late. It's gone from theaters already. Good, I'm I don't want to sure. see it. It's probably covered in dicks. Here, Bor, I've got two napkins for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Be me, gentle. Don't get them wet. Give me the napkins. They're, if your hands are moist from the Mountain Dew, he um it might be he a did, little, Brandon little bit did moist. Wipe his dick with those napkins. Now though. there was a little bit of light next to me on the stairs, so they might be too legible for you. Okay. okay. Oh, All come right. on, come on. This is supposed to be the, 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 written in the d- deep so, darkness of your soul. Do, do we want to? Do we want to talk about each point that, that you bring up? No, I I think you just you just want to go over I what you wrote down. Just just read each one. Just like take a moment. Okay, sure, sure. The next. Uh, bomb disarm. Mm-hmm. Bomb disarm. Spoiler. Card tricks. Okay. Pigeon. <laughs> there we go. That was a good part. Yeah, you uh, you 
pointed out a bird in the movie. Okay. There's more than one. Uh, building <laughs> suitcase objects. <laughs> Dude, can we... Ex- building suitcase objects. <laughs> I The building suitcase, I feel I have some clarity. It was featured in the trailer. It was in, it the, was in the first movie, mm-hmm. too. What about the... What's what's the objects? Well, we'll, t- we'll get to that. Sure, sure. I sure. don't remember why I wrote that. Uh, next, we've got... <laughs> I think I just wrote objects on a separate You thing. gave her wings? Question mark? Also in the trailer? Yeah, there's a moment in the trailer of um, Scott being surprised that um, Hope has wings oh, on her. I understand wasp this one. Suit. This one makes a lot of sense to me. Destiny character. Thank you. Yeah, that's I the got trailer. It. Ah, you're saying that Ghost looks like a character from Destiny. Who's Ghost? Exactly. <laughs> and there's ghosts in Destiny too. <laughs> really? Well, <laughs> they're called ghosts. They phase in and out of reality. I've got some news for you. That character was in Marvel Comics relatively aesthetically in that direction uh long before i'm just destiny gonna go ahead out. and shut you down and say destiny did it first okay why is that <laughs> because destiny didn't do jack shit first. no they stole they stole the suit <laughs> what about world of warcraft ghost wasn't there a, a character uh, they look, starcraft starcraft ghost yeah and they look similar yeah no okay. they did not not right. not really no it's like a whole separate like more game. Like, they, they had some helmets no it was a whole they separate had, one-off you know, game that was and never they, they made and yeah, they go invisible Oh. Yeah. Anyway, next point. A bit slow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exposition. Yeah. Is it is it the letter X and then the word position? No. Oh, I don't know how to do shorthand. No. Oh, okay. Uh I thought Agent Wu. Okay. Fun lines. <laughs> like this like this bit. This bit's doing going over really well. I think this fun, is our best fun, iteration fun, of this fun segment. Fun lines. Okay. Uh FBI dent. Check shoes. FBI. Don't check shoes. Oh, FBI. This is my summary of the movie. Don't check shoes. My spoiler-free summary of the movie. Okay. There's a little box on the right, too, with more points, because I couldn't fit anymore. Douglas, no bueno. (laughs) We'll talk talk more about that. We'll elaborate on these. Okay. okay. Luis. I just like that character. Okay, sure. Tardigrades. Yeah, that didn't make sense. They show up everywhere. Yeah, they're not that small. In sci-fi. They shouldn't be that small. You can they're see very with the pop- I, They're popular now. I'd say tardigrades are like the froyo of sci-fi these days. Yeah, they're in everything. But we're they talking were, about spoilers, they, guys. We're getting into no, spoilers. no, no, no. We're, we're not because we're not. The tardigrades is- were in. Uh, they were featured very prominently in uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they were also talked about a lot in in the Orville. Yeah, you know, and the the first place where I feel that like this modern genesis of tardigrade inclusion happened actually in atomic robo um when they were brian and scott were creating some uh some creatures for the center of the earth in reference to tardigrade as uh, aesthetically for that um you can hear us talk about that in an old old episode of atomic robo nuts and bolts here on the nerdy show network but that was really like i feel like that was the tumblr tipping point where tardigrades were getting shared around on the internet and now we've hit a point of pop culture saturation where oh it's not over yet there's going to be many more tardigrades to come Okay, I've got more napkin points. There's only then, a few. There's only a couple more, and then we can wrap this up. Napkins uh, or points? Uh, points. <laughs> there's like 30 napkins. Th- there's there's no. both. There's both, really. Just, um, just notes okay, here's there. a couple more points. Uh, Hyundai. Yeah. Seagulls. Yeah, that was good. You should close your eyes when he reads these, so you can uh, imagine. Pokey and the Coconut. <laughs> I, 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 that's not there. I, 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 I added, don't remember right I now. added that because of the seagulls. And Stop it now. Come <laughs> on. They, they should be getting you interested and they will. in the movie, these and they bullet will. points. I, I'm going to skip over one of them because it's a little too can we, spoilery. Can we, oh, okay. can we back up to Hyundai? Yeah. Was there, were there a lot of Hyundais in this film? There was one that I was like... Almost mm. exclusively. I just... Usually I noticed that kind of thing, but I didn't this time. I well, noticed, no, there was Mercedes and Yeah, there was cars. a Mercedes, but there was a lot of Hyundai. Let's just say there there are points where you can choose any single car to drive like in the world you can miniaturize it you can keep it you can drive it and one of them's a fucking hyundai and I'm like you're not he's got like mercedes oh yeah Spencers. i got a souped up elantra yeah it's just it's <laughs> i was just like no no one's got a, no one's like oh my god a hyundai i'm picking that over like the mercedes no well hyundai rhymes with hungai so yeah which you know we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah we will okay okay i got a couple more here uh we're almost done i think how, how she know 30 yes <laughs> why are you saying it with an accent <laughs> That's not an accent. He's just removing <laughs> words. How she know? 30 yes? Yeah. Did sure. I not spell out yours? Yeah. You, no, you didn't. You said Y-I-S. 
30 years. <laughs> it's, it's dark in a theater, guys. And the, you know how hard it is to write it up on a napkin? How she know? 30 friend. years. How, how she Subatomic chew ship work. I don't, I don't know. Subatomic hue ship work. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Okay. That's all I wrote. There's my summary. Agent for Wu show. And then at the end, just the last point. Little slow. <laughs> and that's that's all, right, all Brandon's notes on uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Honestly, only one omitted for spoiler reasons I, I only wrote these just so I could remember what to say on the show but I don't remember why I wrote some of these um, should we enter into the spoiler zone now now one thing that that totally got you interested in the movie by the no, way whole, one thing that's completely spoiler free uh-huh. that I was thinking about throughout the entire movie was in regards to Agent Wu, and that is Broom Shakalaka. Ooh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I was thinking reference. about Broom Shakalaka the entire time. Can you Agent Wu was me? on screen? Oh, well, okay, so too many cooks, fart copter, Broom Shakalaka. I'm still lost. What does this have to do with Agent Wu? By the way, Agent Wu is a character in this movie. I, if you don't know. And I, oh, by the last thing I wrote, that which was like Agent Wu shows, because I want him to get his own show. He's great. <laughs> but what what is this? He, he is great, and and you should really watch the Broom Shakalaka video. So this character, because he's, he's the main character in the Broom Shakalaka video. Well, one, the of, actor. one of one of three. Not main the character. character, but the actor. The actor himself. Yeah. If I knew his name, I'm sorry. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, basically, uh, Broom Shakalaka is one of the public serv or the not public service announcements, but the the the, the late night programming that too many cooks infomercials, yeah, as and, they were calling them. And also, if you um if you aren't following us on on the socials, you might have missed out on the the follow up to Too Many Cooks Final Deployment Four with the um Homecoming DLC. Uh, that's a walkthrough um of that, and uh, it's it's great. It's I'm gonna go ahead and press uh, start and then select here, and you can go ahead and start your walkthrough. Okay, cool. Um, it's uh, written and directed by Casper Kelly, so you're just going to want to log in uh, to uh, to the internet, probably probably YouTube or whatever um, you know whatever you want to log into here, and uh, uh, remember to like and subscribe uh, this podcast. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, so here's here's the interesting thing that I haven't quite figured out. So Agent Wu is he Jimmy Wu? Is that did his full name ever get? I don't think they mentioned it in the movie. That might be something that maybe there was a name tag that we missed, or guys, I'm not a complete something. Marvel nerd. Is oh, okay. Jimmy Woo a character? Yeah. I have no oh idea. my gosh. Okay, so yeah, so I was gonna say like no. That guy, I know John Woo, R- Randall Randall Park, who plays Agent Woo in this film, is playing, of all things, Agent Jimmy Woo, uh, who is a character who's got his shit together a lot more than he does on on the screen. Well, this is my you know this takes place. Well, no, never mind. He's a he is a old school marvel character i mean big time old school like 1950s marvel so he was a very racist character and they've since upgraded him during the 2018 he is um well he was the hero of the espionage series yellow claw well okay i already (laughs) yeah that's not racist at all um but he has evolved into a one of like the greatest spy espionage characters in the marvel canon i highly recommend agents of atlas it's a great book well in this movie he is central character an fbi agent and he is kind of a toolbox i like him in this movie he's 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 funny but he's a kind of a toolbox yeah but you know he's a friendly toolbox so overall uh i i thought it was a you know a solid fun film um but like the prior ant-man it's like amongst the least essential of the of the marvel films and they don't have to you know the the whole shared universe thing you don't have to care about that doesn't doesn't fucking matter but it's you don't need to see seven other movies it's a maybe just one or two maybe just one (laughs) um it's a you know it's a science fantasy comedy and this one i think brought a little bit more of the science fantasy to light i thought ghost was a great villain um a phase a cool phasing uh aesthetically dynamic character a character that i really enjoy from the comics rendered very well on the screen and uh you get just a just a taste of the microverse which and not in any if you're thinking what it is in the comic books not even remotely that but uh which is a lot different than the teeny verse which is a microverse inside of the microverse in a martini yes right yeah much different from that they Mm -hmm. only talked about quantum verse so i don't know what a microverse is they changed it to the quantum verse, if that's what you're saying. Probably, yeah. So, the movie, it's not the funniest movie, it's not the worst Marvel movie, but it is a Marvel movie. 
I'm, I'm, it is, look, it's it on the, the DVD b- box. Look, They're going to quote us on that. It, We're going to get a pull quote on that. It fits the bill. It's got a standard act one. The act two drags a bit, gets a little boring. Act three picks it back up again. It's not going to be like Thor Ragnarok, where it's just like a thrill ride 24-7. It's not going to be like Infinity War, where you've got some moments like, oh, shit. It's it's an average Marvel movie. That's not bad. Average Marvel movies are better than a lot of other movies. And the stakes weren't very high ever. No. Which is great, because I don't... I, I, I appreciate it. The stakes it. were huge. <laughs> and tiny. And tiny. I, I really appreciate when these films can stand alone and just be good and not have to worry about the larger universe at stake. Would that- this work without Paul Rudd? No, why would why would you want it to work? I'm just saying, Paul could Rudd? this script work with another actor? That's how I'm gauging the level. Paul Rudd has a, movies. Paul Rudd has a gift for combining um, for being ver- verbal wit with physical comedy in a subtle way that isn't overplayed. And I enjoy watching him do things on screen, and that's one of the reasons I enjoy these movies at all. Yeah. So some of the notes I wrote on the napkin, which was like exposition. There's a lot of exposition, and like I said, the mm-hmm. act two does that. The act two drags when you know I wrote it's a little bit slow. Um, Michael Douglas. Here's the thing. I like Michael Douglas in a lot of movies. Yeah. But I feel like, just like in the first Ant-Man movie, I feel like he's the worst actor in the movie. I feel like he's kind of phoning it in a bit, like Paul Rudd I like, and all the other characters, and, and Hope, and, and Lewis, and, and they're all great. But Michael Douglas just sounds like he's just reading from a script, usually scientific techno babble. And it's like, okay, but I don't really buy his performance. And maybe that's just me. No, but I think he's just phoning it in a bit. I think he's just like, okay, I'm doing this. It's weird. It's really weird because also, what you know, he's an is he an older guy? Sure, but he's not ancient. You know, he's not no. old. Old. He's playing Hank Pym. Hank Pym, who we know from these films, did some of his own costumed adventuring back in the day. There's no reason that he shouldn't be Ant Man at different points throughout these films, or shouldn't you know shouldn't put on that that mantle and do some of this stuff. But he doesn't. He's always and very happily relegated to the role of guy with an earpiece. And that's weird and silly, and I don't get the point. Unless, of course, he just doesn't really want to be that involved. Though he is in a lot of the film. Yeah, he's in, he's in most of the film. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I like the movie. It, it, like I said, it's not the best Marvel movie. I was almost falling asleep halfway into the movie. Really? I'm not going to lie. But I've also been working all day, so it could be that. I mean... I was tired going into the movie. It didn't lose my interest at any point. I, okay. You know. I think the film's biggest crime is that it just isn't funnier. It's a very enjoyable thing to watch if you like the actors and you appreciate the universe and you, you have fun with Ant-Man. And I have fun with Ant-Man. I think I did actually like... I'm thinking... The more I'm thinking about it, I like this one better than the first one, but not exponentially so. Yeah. Just because I feel like the world that it exists in is more fully realized. It had exactly. a little bit of room to have more fun visually and mm-hmm. to do more dynamic things. That happened quite a bit. There was a lot more visual dynamism to this film. Well, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, there, there wasn't all the, like, origin story, like, oh, learn how to talk to ants. You know, like, well, he he was already it, with it. You know, like, he, he knew what he was doing. We already knew what, what was going on. We were able to just jump into an adventure. You mm-hmm. know? Well, yeah, that's. I was going to say it's because they got the origin shit out of the way. They can yeah. have a different story, and the world is kind of already built. They don't need to spend an hour or an hour and a half. But the biggest, going into the it. biggest crime is this is like one of two Marvel films that are like they're always sometimes to a fault injected with comedy. But this and Guardians are the ones that are like heavily injected with comedy. Like that's a part of their core purpose to being. And it just wasn't funnier. I felt, yeah, this, I felt like this one was kind of tame. The, uh, the supporting cast had a lot of jokes and they were never better than, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the supporting cast, but there wasn't, a, there was like, I think maybe one moment where I was like, that's pretty funny. And I, the, the problem is I can't remember that moment. I think maybe it was <laughs> the seagulls. I think because I love birds, but other than that, there's a Tim Heidecker cameo for no reason. <laughs> yeah. They did not he, use It's not him. like he was being weird or funny. He was just, he was just being a, you know. He was just talking on a, a PA system. That's he was it. Running a, running a whale watching talking boat. Talking about whales. Yeah. It was uh, just about like Alan Tudyk in Deadpool 2. Yep. He, yeah. he was there. He had a line. Cool. Bye. The most rewarding <laughs> thing about that would be if he talks about it on, on cinema. Like yeah. that would be the most rewarding thing about him appearing in this film. It's weird. It's a, I don't know. Well, I don't know why you do that, but sure. You know. So spoil, spoiler alerts now, mm. maybe. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. 1097 in the morning. <laughs> okay, yeah, official spoiler spoiler wall here. Stop uh stop listening if you don't want to be spoiled <laughs> on 
Ant-Man and the Wasp. In the morning. Hey, I, um, so... Ant-Man. Ant- and the Wasp. Wasp. All right, so my number one problem with this movie. If you go into a Marvel movie thinking that any of the science is going to be realistic <laughs> or accurate or make don't, sense, don't then you're that. already fooling yourself. And I think I fooled myself a little bit. Why did you fool yourself? If you're... At the beginning of the movie, and I think they even showed a little bit of this in the first movie, they, you know, Michael Douglas, when he was younger, was Ant-Man, and his mm-hmm. wife was the Wasp, and they go to disarm this, like, nuke, or essentially, or this bomb yeah. that's in the air. And she, his wife goes... This was dis- in the previous movie. Yeah, his wife goes into the bomb to destroy it by going quantum. But my problem with that is if you go quantum and you can move between particles, how are you destroying the bomb? You're just going... Like, you should be so small... I think it was on her way small. down. Yeah, as as they showcased it in this film, visually in this film, she was not at quantum when she was disabling. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The bomb. Why could she not go because back up? It was, you can shrink, shrink, go I back believe up. that explanation was offered in the first film. Was it? That it was like... Her regulator was turned off, and once you get down to a certain size, like, it doesn't work properly anymore. Could they not have just grown massive and then turned the missile, or just punched it really hard? I mean, they could have probably done that. Though, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they just plain don't tell us about this. Like, But in this, also, it was a nuclear missile, and yeah. well, could they, they have gotten it far they. enough away in time? Well, they don't just explode... Prematurely, in, they're like on in a this set. film, Lawrence Fishburne, who uh, was, I guess, Goliath and was a Marvel character in a prior iteration, or, or like a, a very a, a, a call sign that's been used for Giant Man, essentially. Um, he said that he worked with, with Hank and he'd done some embiggening. It sounded like Hank specialized purely in shrinking, and the the growth stuff wasn't necessarily. I mean, obviously, he grows and regrows things back and forth all the time. Uh, but it just, it sounded like if you want, if you want to fill in the blanks for what the film doesn't implicitly state to you, they weren't in the business of getting big at that time when the bomb thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like the scientific aspect of if you grow giant, like you're going to run out of oxygen real quick because your, your lungs are too big to handle the, like the size of the particles that I like. That was, that's, I think pretty accurate. I don't know how long that would last, but, but yeah, there's a point where if you're too big or too small, but also what, you can't what breathe. was with the surviving in the quantum realm? Or being able yeah, you to want take to jump off, right to there, or yeah. being able to take off his helmet in the quantum realm—that confused me. There's not really any particles in the quantum realm. You should now. Are they hinting at that you just live forever there, or that you don't need food or well, you, water? You clearly age, as Michelle Pfeiffer, aka Janet Van her, Dyne, her makeup did. didn't. She hey, had quantum she makeup. She found edible quarks down there. That's <laughs> okay. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing that they have not established in the films that I've been eagerly awaiting the whole time. So, when you shrink, you can find yourself in entire worlds and universes so like be alien they're beyond comprehension and this has happened before um where janet disappeared for a while and she basically went on a fucking conan adventure in a tiny tiny world where everything was alien and, and this strange. was in a book yes yeah, a comic thing and this is like and the quantum even past the quantum in, in the microverse is Got what it. It, i mean it's the whatever qua- it's in, the, in the cinematic universe it appears to be called well, the this quantum movie, they realm. go beyond the quantum realm into like the infinite void which is not a void there's still stuff in there well like he went beyond the void i don't know yeah. it, it basically once you get into that once you get down there and into the muck it turns into complete science fantasy nonsense which is my bag i'm all about it so when this film ends and uh, Scott is left dangling in the atomic, the quantum realm because because his because all his, his support staff has completely evaporated due to Thanos, um, I'm like hell yeah, the third movie is gonna be 
like Scott having a Conan adventure. Which is a little disappointing because then that means he won't be in the next Avengers movie to help out in any way if he's stuck there. I right. feel like it, he's going to get is, out before that. It is surprising that that entire team has been disabled. It's like, gone. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, all, in terms of like the next Infinity War film, because like, I mean, I thought the uh, the the gimmick of those was everyone's going to be in it. No, for real, seriously. Well, he's and, not. Ant Man's not dead. He's just trapped. Right. I mean, but if they spend time getting him out of there, I feel like it's a waste of the adventures they could tell with him in that scenario, and a waste of time for a bigger story. So, so he's going to eventually come out, and if say they they fix the world and he's just like oh, what happened there you guys no one got me out and everyone's gonna be, gonna like, be fine well there, there's two ways they could just cop out of that whole situation and one way is Luis could come looking for his van and is Luis push alive? a button eh, maybe yeah. there's there's like 50 50 chance and that, that could he's happen alive. in the avengers movie you sure know, just like real quick yeah oh i found yeah. my van boop uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh. And he's just covered in tardigrades. He's like, right. Oh. Or, or he'll start fucking around with his suit and he'll just be like, and be yeah. back. Or he'll will, I mean, it. He'll he, will it with his mind. He came back before from the yeah. quantum realm. I don't remember how that happened. I don't remember the first movie. I think he fucked around with his belt. Yep. It was yeah. uh, MacGuffin mm. sheer force of will. It just kind of happened. He used his brain because in, in the quantum realm, your brain can do a lot of mysterious things. Yeah. Healing particles. Like not having yeah, to eat. That was... Well, yeah, I think they let's when I was watching the film and they were talking about the healing particles they need to collect for their friend ghost. Well, I thought, OK, they're calling them healing particles, but surely they must really be something else. Some that's just a, that's the cute name particle. they've given them because that's what that's the function that they serve for them. But that's stupid. It's a stupid. Yeah. This is this isn't Harry Potter. The least you can do is pretend to be a little bit more scientific. But even though even though yes, everything is gloriously bullshit. So there yeah, should there should be no oxygen in the quantum realm for you to live without. I mean, there shouldn't be. Well, if you're aging, how are you eating and drinking? There's none of that. You you. Tra- I told you quarks. You changed down the there, bar. Brandon. Was there a quarks change. bar? There might be. There's a deep space nine down we there. We don't know. I I think. Well, then time shouldn't be the same Quark. if you're aging. You no, you're right. They they totally could have had, um, and maybe a, maybe un- a fan or someone can explain it to me how you don't need to eat or drink, but you can still age in the quantum realm. Okay, I have a question. In the Phantom at, Zone. At what point did she say she didn't need to eat or drink? She didn't. But what are you going to eat in the quantum? Universe? I told. I just told you they didn't show us that. <laughs> but if they're going to do any kind of an adaptation of that, if the implications of the ending of the film has means anything. Then, didn't they show her like a sword but it was like made out of her wings like so she, she's been through yeah, some shit yeah yeah exactly they showed they showed janet looking an awful lot like she did in the comic books when she survived that whole conan thing but i wonder why they'd even implicate that if they're never going to show it because i think that's what the third movie is with scott but she's she's gone no with scott Scott is going to get trapped there and is like going to have his already own. said all of this stuff, but you just have to angrily say it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I disagree with some of it. It's fine. <laughs> you disagree with I what disagree. was in the comic books. I disagree books. with the comic books in the movie. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some, like, how did her makeup survive 30 years? I know you got to reapply that shit. Um, I mean, that's, that's a nitpick with absolutely every single She's film. Just, like, I mean, it was very colorful, so maybe she just scraped the ground. and Those were various to... muons that she was applying below her eyes (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) aesthetic muons so uh (laughs) exactly there were there were a few points in the movie that really bugged me for no reason and you should because it's amen in the walls you should really oh i see i meant that uh read the thing that i i I omitted it was the last point in the box the last point in the box 30 years no food quantum makeup we (laughs) just talked about that i know (laughs) just reiterating it again thank you for tricking me but, okay, you, so you know the part when he shrinks the building for the first time and it's on wheels and he's, like, tilting it and dragging it? Yeah. yeah. All the shit in the lab is knocked yeah, over. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't agree with it that. It is essentially an earthquake that has just shifted your building within a split second. Well, I got second. an explanation for you here. They didn't offer in the film. It's just, it's, it's, it's gravity locked. It's science. It's science it's magic. All, it's all, yeah, it's, it, it is science magic. What don't you understand about this? If they had the technology, they could have used it for various weapons. The gravity lock shit? That would have been great. And uh, here's another thing that bothers me is that, you know, when they shrink down, they have all the power that they had when they were large. Well, correct? they explained that in the first movie. Yeah. It's sorry. I know. Sorry. Sorry. I know. Okay, sorry. That was that was a given. All right. But when they're huge, they have more power. I, you you would think when things were huge, they would still have like their same. They're even they're mass weaker, actually. or they would, you know, be as strong as a five foot right. something human. 
I think for consistency sakes, when they shrink, they should be less powerful. Well, that's when like grow, when, when she threw the, the Pez dispenser and it got huge. I was thinking like, oh, well, wouldn't that have like the mass and power of a regular Pez dispenser? Oh, no, no, no. I remember the explanation now. They said the suit amplifies your powers when you shrink. I, they remember they said that they said that in the first movie. They said the suit amplifies the power when you shrink. When you're big, you don't need that as much because you're huge and you have a lot of mass. I don't remember if it's, they said that there was the suit yeah, or no. that it was some... Something I haven't because seen of the, the film mass. since it was in no, theaters. No, I, 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 I clearly remember, and I don't clearly remember most things, so maybe making it up, <laughs> that they there was a scene where they said the suit amplifies you even when you shrink, so you'll be like, you'll have normal strength. I thought there was tiny. a science-y explanation, though, that you still have all of your mass. Th- there was, but it was regulated by the suit. Okay. But the, the jewels, where the fuck is in that belt? I don't know. Okay. The circuitry that always blows <laughs> the up. Jewels. The jewels. I thought there were jewels in the first movie. My mind is not working. No, they're they're the copper wires wrapped around those those transistors or whatever. Those those help. Yeah, the very common looking circuitry <laughs> that makes up that belt that lets you shrink. But it, and it's grow. imbued with pim particles, folks. I mean, come pimp, on, pimp particles. That's right, pimp particles. Pimp out that quantum. And in the mo- third movie, it's going to be infused with healing particles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the the healing factor, the Ant Man healing factor. That's everyone. I mean, a known ability of Ant Man that they yeah. have yet to uh, to well, share with us. I feel like in the third movie, it's going to be addressed that when they're stealing these healing particles, it's they're stealing the world's love, and they've doomed the oh. entire. They're actually stealing the world's love. Oh yeah, which exists on the quantum realm, and everyone is just horrible to each other. So that's basically what's happened in that's, our world. That's perfect. <laughs> Did any of you watch Killjoys? Oh, you mentioned that a no. long time ago, but no, the space sci-fi like dark matter kind yeah, of Yeah, it's it's kind of uh it's kind of like a live action cowboy bebop in more of a way than most other science fiction because they're actual bounty hunters on like a small ship. Um but the reason I bring that up is because the main character in that played Ghost in this movie. Oh. And it was basically the same personality type <laughs> well now i know what to expect when i watch that show so yeah. I'll, be, I'll be ready for it yeah so Fuck if you want if you want to see more of her check out killjoys it's a pretty good show yeah you've talked it up quite a bit in the past yeah. is it still on die uh no it's still on uh because they sci-fi channel gave all of dark matter's funding to killjoys oh wow yeah so dark matter got killed so that killjoys may live on and they killed the wrong show yeah that's uh that sucks <laughs> That being said, they're both good. Dark Matter was just better. Sorry, I'm looking up the size of tardigrades, and I'm just like, I don't think they'd exist in the quantum realm. You can see them with a microscope. Maybe an electron microscope, but I don't think they would exist in the quantum they weren't, realm. They weren't, they weren't in the quantum that, realm. They weren't that small yet. Oh, it looked like they were in the quantum realm. It was on the... No. It was on the, the Hank got the, stuck on his way down. Well, they said he had to go to the quantum realm and then go beyond it. He wasn't He wasn't to the quantum See, realm. I thought he yet. got stuck in the quantum realm and there's then was a quantum, trying to get beyond it. No, there's it. a quantum void that he hadn't made it to yet because he wasn't small enough because he was tardigrade sized. Guys, this hurts my brain. Where does string theory come into play in this bore? Well, you gotta go to the quantum realm and you yeah. gotta get quantum, en- quantum entangled with the psyche of one human individual in the entire infinite mass that is. I mean, if we're going to... Hey, if we're going to argue the quote-unquote science of this film, let's talk about identifying the the, the psychic presence of a single individual within yeah, a universe-scale, like, like, you know... Can someone explain to me, uh, like, yeah, how how did that... Well, Brandon, I think you explained movie. it yourself, actually. It's because cool. that's where love is. Yeah, love, <laughs> power. Oh, these movies all boil down to love and convenience. How, conven- <laughs> how convenient is it when you're talking about quantum entanglement, something not commonly spoken about, then you walk into a classroom and the teacher who does is a quantum you know, mechanics teacher or whatever, it just happens to be talking about the one thing they need or were discussing moments before. Well, that's would you prefer he talked right directly up. to the camera and told you about it, or would you prefer it had the illusion of being in a scene? I just feel like he should just been talking about something else. They're and then for, like, hey, we need to talk to you about quantum entanglement. Instead of he was already talking about well, basically, it as soon as they walked here's what in. You, well, here's what you want. You want the, the, the film I starts. I want good writing. And you have uh, uh, S- Sam Jackson's there, and he says, hold, this, hold on to your butts. Hi, the first uh, I'm Agent Nick Fury, and uh, I want to provide you with a little bit of a dossier so you can understand what's about to happen. And then it just every, <laughs> every couple minutes, the page turns. He just reaches in and turns the page, and you, you read more about all the, the quote-unquote science. And then he's like, and then he closes it. He's like, all right, you, you've been debriefed. 
uh, let's watch the film now. And uh, I would love that. It's a, like a before a before movie scene that uh-huh. they can start, and then there's the after credit scenes. There's no before movie scenes yet. I mean, granted, if they did that, if they took your time, you'd think it was a preview trailer, but it's actually a before movie scene relevant. They would fuck with you. <laughs> you'd then have to go watch the trailers if, and not be late. If anyone ever made the the point of like of having a, a, a pre-film briefing on like science so you could understand what's happening, then that then the shit happening in that movie better be. Fucking I mean, I just accurate. I just meant like in general for a Marvel movie, just because they have so many scenes now. Just have a pre-movie scene too. Oh, now I want movie. a scientifically accurate Ant Man music video on YouTube music video yeah have you ever seen the scientifically accurate like ducktales oh yeah yeah <laughs> i i really take issue with that series i feel like that's like it's it's not it's not scientifically accurate it's just a bunch of animal facts like <laughs> yeah. it's not like if you're talking like about ducks don't have nipples if you're talking you know? about mutant turtles like yeah mutant uh, turtle regular turtles have uh, very interesting penises that are proportionately different from the size of their bodies and kind of We always undulate. end up talking about penises here. Well, this this is the series. This is the <laughs> thing. But, like, it's just spitting out animal facts. Like, it's not scientifically accurate because they're mutant turtles. They're combined with human DNA. We don't know what their dicks look like. That's for your imagination. Don't take that away from anybody. That's your imagination. Or do you think an ant is intelligent enough to survive away from a colony or learn, learn to play rock band? I think they could. Yeah. All right. I think they could be programmed. Well, that's settled. I mean, that's what she said. She said he was programmed to do these things. How do you program something that's not mechanical in nature? How do you shrink down to the quantum realm? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just future science we haven't discovered yet. <laughs> I think I training right. an ant doesn't seem quite as wacky. No, and considering that we can attach like microchips to cockroach brains and, and we're actually remote control them, I think that that's perfectly reasonable. Okay, I just want to say Fifth Element started that trend. Or toys. Which one did it first? Toys? Uh, anyway, with, with I think bugs. Toys. Never mind. With bugs, yeah, it wasn't in, in either. Yeah, toys with it bugs. A, it was a cockroach. No, am I thinking of Fifth Element? Fifth Element also kicked off your fetish for blue aliens. It was the Fifth Element. There was a cockroach with a little antenna on it, and then they crushed. it Oh, that's true. That wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. saying that was years ago. And then someone was like at at a research lab, and Roswell was like, "Let's do this." I got and news they did for you. It. They've been that's been a science fiction thing for a very long time. But, I don't know. Fifth Element did it first, but perhaps first in cinema. Perhaps. What were we talking about? Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't know. I, I. But in general, I mean, we already we already shared our reviews. Now we're just when how did Michelle is, Pfeiffer. <laughs> Know that 30 years had passed. If you're stuck in the quantum realm, do you really know anything about time passing? No, she shouldn't have known anything. How she, she, she even shouldn't have had any clue how to operate the computer that she hijacked Paul Rudd's body to fuck with. My but, theory... She got into his brain. My theory is in the first movie when she got into his brain, even though they didn't show that, because they made it up for the second, she then read his mind and knew what year it was. And so she's like, oh shit, 30 years has passed. I don't have a mirror. That's fair. Yeah. That's what I just basically said. Yeah. Yeah, but how you, did you went ahead and implied the rest? But yeah, thank you. But how did she? How did she take over his body? The power of love Quantum is a curious realm. thing. You're right. Quantum realm. <laughs> Quantum science. <laughs> entanglement. Quantum it, entanglement. I mean, I uh, I don't I don't love nitpicking. So uh, hopefully, I know they're not they're not made. It's like who cares? It's a Marvel movie. But like sometimes you sit and think about something after the fact, and you're like. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like when you write it in a room, these are fun questions to ask, but they're not problems. With Wouldn't the movie. you think about it more as a writer? Like, oh, I just wrote this, but what the fuck? I, oh, maybe I, know, I should. Maybe this, I should look something up a little bit. I mean, this happens with lightning dogs all the time. Like I've been reading, you like how how do how do radio transmissions actually work? How would a like, dog actually hold this can, sniper rifle? Can I uh, can I have a creature that both sends and receives radio signals biologically? How does that work? What language would I use to describe that? Can I? fabricate that then electronically but that exists the, in a whole different universe i mean maybe you, physics is you could just universe. explain all of that with uh they have a metal filling right i mean that, that's that, that that's the thing first uh, that's my inclination as i'm just describing my process my, my first inclination as a writer is to try to understand something from a legitimate technical level after i ask a preposterous question ask a preposterous question try to find a decent answer and if i can't hopefully what I, the, the modest research that i've done will enable me to then create something that is quote-unquote good enough so you know i think ant-man was good enough and uh maybe I someday some other, i have some other questions i just oh yeah what, what, i was yeah. reading my napkin i finally figured out <laughs> subatomic how ship work okay so there's a scene where they shrink down in the ship you know yeah. michael douglas at yeah. the, near the end 
would that ship still be functional if the particles are, I mean, when they shrink it so small, would it even be able to move through nothingness without any, like, how could fuel uh, well, be let ignited? Me, let me answer that question with another question. And that question is, when you shrink down a person to be that small, wouldn't they just die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly they shrink the oxygen molecule so they could at least breathe in that bubble. Okay, when, once you apply leave that it. same anyway. logic to the fucking machine. I can't, because what is it traveling through? How is it propelling? There's no, like, air? Space! Yeah, it's like space, Brandon. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, okay, think about it. If you shrink down small enough so that air molecules are, like, way larger than you and they don't really affect you and you can fly between them, what's between them? Space. If you go out into actual outer space, air molecules are so far apart. Yeah. But they're there. But it's just space. Wouldn't there be no gravity that in, qu- in the quantum world? Wouldn't they be floating around? Or huge amounts of gravity? Yeah, there was there was pro- there was probably mm-hmm. no gravity until there was gravity. Do you think the thought, when they, you when think they when, touched down when on, these sentient beings shrunk down the un- the tiny universe was like and then gravity happened and they like caused the gravity by being there because they have some, <laughs> they have they have enough mass which is technically larger than everything they're in their mass brings such a small amount of gravity that it's huge in that tiny quantum world well the way <laughs> the way that gravity works is that you're attracted to whatever the largest thing is nearby you're thinking of relationships so for if say the largest thing nearby was a, an air molecule you might be land like right on the nucleus of that because that's the largest thing around, you know. Saying saying? And then, then you would have a gravitational pull towards that, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, because science, we may never know how gravity <laughs> works. <laughs> well, I don't know why I wrote "you gave her wings?" Question mark. Why did I write that? That is a line in the film. I, I I didn't write it because it was a stupid line. I wrote it because it was something about it that bothered me. I don't know what it is, and we will never be able to figure that out. So great, <laughs> guys. I've been arrested before. And okay. let me tell you, when you get arrested, the cops make you take your jackets off. They yep. make you take your shoes off. They make you take your socks off. They make you take your underwear off and you have yeah, to bend over and you have to cough. Sometimes. Because then stuff comes out of your butt. Sometimes they strip search you. So when the FBI comes knocking at your door and you're a wanted criminal, I don't think they put you in a room together with other criminals unattended with all your clothes still on with things in your shoes. That happened in the movie. I'm just saying. I'm pointing that out. It bothered me. The FBI captured Michael Douglas yep. and his daughter, and she just had shit in her boots to escape. I'm like they would have checked her boots. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. We're right. not. No one's disagreeing. I'm just <laughs> saying. It just bothered me. <laughs> but hey, there were two birds. There was a seagull and a pigeon. Oh, Brandon. I mean, technically, there's more than two if you're counting the physical amount. But you're yeah, right. The pigeons were great. I loved it. I wanted, there were at least seven birds. I wanted the spinoff of those two pigeons. Brandon, you know a lot about birds, so I want to direct this question I directly don't. at you. Uh oh. Would seagulls go out of their way to eat a flying ant? Let me <laughs> pose this question to you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, a seagull will fucking eat anything. They're like I, the trash I know they monsters will of eat the anything. Beach. But do they typically fly around like, oh, I'm going to look for an ant? If, if they're at Fisherman's Wharf in fucking San Francisco, are they going to be Here's going the out of their way to eat flying ants or are they going to be focused on the French fries and the funnel cake exactly, and whatever the fuck exactly. people buy on a beach? Here's the thing. I've seen birds, giant birds, go after mosquitoes. And I've seen them go after things I can't see because they're tiny. A seagull, if it somehow was focusing on an ant and it saw it, it could hone in and eat it. They yeah. can. They have really good eyes. And they eat any fucking thing. You I throw told, a piece of plastic at it, it'll eat it. They're dumb. I, I told him not to go down to that beach. <laughs> or the seagull's going to get you. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. That's true. Poking in the coconut. <laughs> not too. And they did. They did. And they did. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nerdy Show. Let me back up, though. Let me back up before I say goodbye, fully goodbye to you. Let me tell you about how you should rate and review this series on iTunes or Podchaser. If you like this review, let us know. We'll do more reviews. That could be a focus of ours. We just like hanging out and talking. You know that. We've been doing this for almost 10 years. 
So, uh, if you'd like to support us, we could certainly use your help. Head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow or nerdyshow.com slash support if you want to leave a one-time donation. Either way, you get a bunch of perks. Be sure to check out our assorted websites to see what those perks are and why you might want them. And let me tell you that even a dollar makes a huge difference, and you do get all kinds of stuff, including early access to episodes at a dollar. That's a thing for most of the entire network. And free tickets to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, you'll be entered into a imaginary raffle where that could happen. But, you know. I will mail you a handmade ticket that I forged myself. <laughs> on a napkin. Yeah, I'm going to draw a QR code for you that you can scan at any <laughs> Regal Cinemas. You're going to draw a QR code. I've seen one before. It's just a square with some boxes. I can draw one. Yeah. I think okay. you could. Enter to win. Uh, leave a rating or review on i. Well, leave a review on iTunes and say that you're entering into Brandon's uh, ticket challenge, and you would like to, you're going to leave a five star review and uh, and tell us something about the show, and then perhaps Brandon will mail you a napkin. A napkin. Yeah, I'll mail you a napkin with a hand cool. with a hand drawn code, a hand drawn QR code, which will work. And if you'd like to buy physical or virtual media like Marvel movie films for theaters, but for television. Go to Amazon, but do it through our links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy there gives back to us. It's a great way to help us out when, uh, you know, buying stuff that you normally buy at exactly the price you'd normally pay for it. But Cap, if I want to watch a streaming show, like, I don't know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and I have to buy a season, can I also purchase that through the Nerdy Show link? I believe you can purchase your Amazon Prime account or, like, like, start it through our links. It's a bit more difficult but um but you could if you say want to like i want to buy this one episode of a show oh yeah if it's a virtual show you can yeah. you can for sure do that okay i don't know how much it gives us but you can you can do it it can be done fraction of a penny fraction of a penny <laughs> but hey it's a fraction of a penny we didn't have before so thanks in advance and we'll see you next time on nerdy show bye i'm brandon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.